0: Two guys, two topics, two opinions. Cool. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. They've made it tough uh, the entire time, and it's going to be a close call. But we feel like we've got enough body of work now to make the call. And they're, they're both really good players, so I can tell you that. And we've got you a You know, We've situation. been going equal In reps uh, all the way up to today. And I'm getting close now to being ready to just you know divvy up those reps a little more to give the starter, whoever's going to start the first game, give him a little more. So we'll start getting to that real soon. It might be be as early as Monday. I wouldn't say that there's definitely a lot of separation. I'm just saying that we feel really good about three quarterbacks.
1: So there you hear uh, Kyle Whittingham and Aaron Roderick and Kalani Satake talking about their quarterback situation. And news comes down today that Charlie Brewer will be the starting quarterback for the Utes. And – can we just say that it's going to be Jaron Hall for the Cougars? Can we just come out and say that? Isn't that what everybody knows? Isn't that what isn't isn't that, they, they know? Right? Right. I wrote this last week, and, they, you know, they, they're they just misleading. They know who it's going to be, and they want to make it sound really close, and maybe it is fairly close, but
0: they know who their starters are. If they don't at this point, then they actually it's not a good thing. That's what you've heard for the last— what, six, seven days of camp availability is, oh, it's a good thing to have this close. I don't think it is a good thing. You got to have at this point a, a fair idea of who is ahead of who.
1: What's the likelihood that you have either two or three star quarterbacks in your camp? I mean, the likelihood is low of that, right? I, mean, I guess it's possible. It's possible, but it, it, it doesn't seem likely. To have three that could be a star in your program? I mean, right now?
0: No. Yeah. I've got a couple theories for you, Gordon. Uh, Of course, Utah, according to Josh Newman of the Trib, who's going to join you at 3.30 today, Utah will go with Charlie Brewer as the starter. I've got a theory about Utah, and that is, and it was explained in uh, his own words from Kyle Whittingham on Saturday. He said, we owe it to Cam Rising. That's what this has all been. They owe it to Cam Rising to make it close, to give him a shot, to give him an opportunity. But it was never going to be him if Charlie Burrell was healthy.
1: He's, uh, let's, uh, let's pause for a moment to praise Cam Rising. Sure. Dude has worked his butt off to get back from that injury. And he is a good player. I think he is good. I do. And I think they like him. I, I've been told that the coaches up there really like Cam Rising. But he's not their starter. That'd be Charlie Brewer. And uh, that was fairly evident. Uh, it's been evident for a long time now. But there are all kinds of reasons to drag this on. One is to pay tribute to uh, Cam Rising for a while. Another is to make sure there aren't any unnecessary transfers. You need two quarterbacks to get through a college season. Sometimes you need three and they want to make sure everyone stays in-house, right? And they like the competition. They like guys to bust their humps because they know they have to, to quote-unquote, earn that spot. And the other thing is, and Urban Meyer used to talk about this a lot. He used to say that, uh, that the, he wanted—he he said that the key word in, in top performance— in sports, whether it's basketball, football, badminton, whatever it is, it's confidence. And where does that confidence come from? From working your tail off. And if you have to work for your job, then you're going to work that much harder as opposed to just lollygagging around and thinking, "Okay, this is mine. I don't have to work as hard." They love that environment, and I think that's what they're they are uh, craving and creating in both at Utah and BYU.
0: Yeah, I I agree, and I think that they do like, as you said, they like Cam Rising. He's smart. He's talented. He is sneakily athletic. He's not going to be winning any 100-yard dashes or anything like that. But he could be the starting quarterback at the University of Utah, but he won't be because Charlie Brewer transferred. Charlie Brewer did not transfer to sit behind Cam Rising. Was he promised the job? Probably not. Was it highly implied? Likely.
1: Which is weird because last year the exact same scenario existed and Cam Rising was named the starter, if you remember. He, didn't, he got hurt real quick, and then Jake Bentley took over. But I think Charlie Brewer is a better quarterback than Jake Bentley, and I think that was fairly evident uh, early on. So, you know, where, where the Utes go from now, okay, they start Charlie Brewer. If he struggles or if anything uh, untoward happens to him or unfortunate happens to him during the season, then they've got Cam Rising to bring in off the bench. I talked to A-Rod many, many years ago when he was uh, coaching at Utah, and he said he was the one that first told me that the, the studies they'd done on the possibilities and probabilities or improbabilities of a quarterback lasting an entire season without missing a snap were extremely low. And so you got to have two starters. And I can buy the two starters. What they're talking about at BYU, I, I'm not sure because – I've seen Jacob Conover throw the football, and he has a nice arm. He he really does. The ball comes out nice, tight, on a rope. And uh, so, you know, I guess it's possible that they have three guys down there, but I think it's Jaron Hall, based on everything I've heard from anyone who would know that such things down there although they have not officially said a darn thing
0: yeah and so i gave you my theory on utah that it was they owed cam rising and he earned that O, and he just didn't win the job and it was going to be a long shot for him to win it but he had a shot didn't get it my theory in byu is what you're getting to it's it's jaron hall he he checks all the boxes including injury history and so you've got to keep it as close and as tight and as neck and neck as you possibly can through camp so that when the season begins, if things go wrong, you've got a guy who's not going to miss a beat with the rest of the the offense to come in and spell Jaron Hall. Yeah. And that's why I think it is Hall 1, Romney 2, Conover 3. I've not seen Conover throw. I have to take your and other people's word for it but he doesn't have the same command and chemistry and confidence with the other 10 on the offense that a Baylor Romney would. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So the theory in Provo for me is Jaron Hall's the guy, but he's got a long history of injuries. And so you've got to have someone lined up ready to go.
1: So if these quarterbacks uh, are owed a little something, would that make them the masters of the offense? Gordon, don't do this to me right now. No, you're not in the mood for it's
0: that? It's 2.14. All right. Can I'll, we save this for 4.50? I'll swelch that for a while. Uh <laughs> the anyway. offense? Uh, that's offensive, uh,
1: sir. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Hurry, Scotty. You know, what if, <laughs> Austin is, uh, you know, you look like a submarine that's heading down under the surface right now. But uh, you know, one of the reasons we're so fascinated with this, and I find the whole thing really interesting, because quarterback, the quarterback position, and this isn't exactly breaking news, but the quarterback position has become so important in football. It's always been important, but it's more important now than it's ever been. And you, you got to have a guy who has the physical capability. You got to have a guy who is smart. You got to have a guy who re- reads and recognizes and you got a guy who 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 can lead the team. You need all of those factors in that position. And I think Austin and we've mentioned this before, but I think the quarterback is the single most important position in all of team sports. Can you conjure an argument to that?
0: Uh not in today's sports. Maybe back when the point guard was actually a point guard maybe but that's then the argument starts to be well that's because he's the quarterback in on the basketball team right so i think you're absolutely right if you're going to have success particularly at the college level but at the pros too but at the college level it's a it's a seasoned experienced talented guy who doesn't hear ghosts running around him yeah. in the pocket mm-hmm. that matters so vitally to the college game and it's interesting to look at utah And BYU and think we don't really know how good either of these teams are going to be because of the quarterback question. There's other things here offensive line at Utah BYU lost some offensive line of course with Brady Christensen and Chance Herring and others but the real questions are at the number one sport or number one spot in team sports and if they can find someone who's above mediocre going on average then both these teams have a good shot to have a good season, I think. And if they're great? Well, then Utah will win the Pac-12 if their quarterback is great. You
1: know, that's a whole lot to put on one player, but I believe that. If Charlie Brewer is the band and he can stay healthy and he is really, really good, the Utes have enough talent on that team, I think, to win the Pac-12. And that's just based—obviously, that's a guess— but that's based on what we're observing, what we know of that team and how talented it is. Obviously, well coached. And uh, they, they've got, I mean, they've got playmakers on offense. They've got that great offense, uh, what I think is going to be a really strong offensive line. And you can say the same thing at BYU, I think. Uh, and, and it's because it's so key. When I had that talk with Mike Leach uh, a couple of years ago, Austin, you've heard me talk about that. When he was
0: fixing his bike.
1: Yeah. Okay. Huh. And and the reason that stands out in my mind so much is because I think I learned more inside of a half an hour talking to Mike Leach about quarterback play than I'd ever considered before while he was asking for a wrench and trying to, you know, fix the tire and whatnot. And, and swearing, a blippity-blippity-doo-hick. Swearing, yeah, swearing him, up you know. a storm while he was doing it. <laughs> the best and, and it, I mean, it was, arm strength was, like, fifth on his list of important things. I think it is really important, but they're all important. So football's not fifth arm strength is yeah okay. Arm, arm strength is fifth. He talked about leadership. he talked about seeing the field. he talked about smarts make getting the, the ball at the right place at the right time. all the things that you got to have the arm because I mean look there's a you don't have a, you don't have your Einsteinian uh, chemistry majors out there on the field who could probably figure out spatial equations real easily. But
0: they don't have the arm to really. Yeah, do this what isn't no. This isn't flubber. This isn't uh, the the nutty <laughs> professor. Yeah, but, or the absent-minded professor. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: I, I can't think of anything that's more important in team sports than a quarterback. And I agree with you. I think if Charlie Brewer can play and he shows that he can play, then the Utes are are gonna are gonna win the the conference. And at BYU, if Jaron Hall or whoever they pick, because. It's Secret still. Uh, they're going. They could possibly win eight or nine games
0: and if against they, this schedule. I I think so. Wow, that's that would be that would and I've heard Hanson, and Scotty, and DJ and PK, and we've touched on it a little bit in the last few days talking about Kalani's contract situation. That would that would be the end of that talk. If BYU, <laughs> BYU did what they did last year, but the teams weren't the greatest of teams, but it was. Mitigating circumstances with COVID and all, and they did what they did eleven and one. You yeah. you went. Mm-hmm. They do that against anything close to that against a legitimate schedule like they have this time around. You got to give Kalani the longest contract in team history. They won't go eleven and one. I mean, there's no way. <laughs> are they even? Are they playing twelve games or yeah, thirteen? No, it's twelve. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. If they go eleven and one, I'll buy you dinner wherever <laughs> you want to go. Uh, that won't happen.
1: That will not happen. We can say that, but nine yeah. games, if
0: the quarterback is great, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, but it, that would be a terrific season for them.
1: And if they have a great one down there, I don't know because Kalani says they have three great ones.
0: Uh, yes, I, none of them are showing any separation. Yeah, you
1: heard that sound that we played. Uh, Aaron Roderick came came out and said uh, essentially maybe we should play that whole thing. But he he essentially said. Uh, I'm getting sick and tired of this, and we're going to have a quarterback by Monday probably. Let's play the whole thing.
0: Let's. It's 30 seconds. Okay. Let's play the Let's whole thing. You know, we've been going equal reps uh, all the way up to today and I'm getting close now to being ready to just, you know, divvy up those reps a little more to give the starter, whoever's going to start the first game, give him a little more. So we'll start getting to that real soon. It might be might be as early as Monday. It would be Wednesday at the latest that we get to that. We're going to go watch this film. We're going to talk about it as a staff. And I think it's it's becoming pretty clear. And I, if you went and asked the players right now, they could probably tell you. They've battled hard and they've all gotten better, but that picture is starting to clear up for us. I wouldn't say that there's definitely a lot of separation. I'm just say that we feel really good about three quarterbacks.
1: Okay. So if the players know, why don't the coaches know? They do know. This is just game plan. Come on. And why would they do that? Okay. Let, let, let's try and uh, create an analogy here. Uh, Austin, if you're studying for a test and you've studied for oh, it. So
0: a, a fantasy analogy. Got it.
1: <laughs> let's say you've been studying for a test for four days. All right? And it's a big one. Are you going to change or, or learn anything new in, game, in, in day five? You're probably not. No, in fact, you start second-guessing what you've learned. Isn't that what yeah. they say? Go with your first impression.
0: And if you've I, prepared, yeah.
1: And I know Kalani told us a number of years ago that he didn't want to give anybody any position. He wanted them to work for it and all that stuff. But they know they know. And I, I love Aaron Roderick. Uh, he's, he's a great guy. But he, uh, he you can see him just kind of do that noise you always do, you know, that kind of blink, uh, blink, blink thing. Bing, bing.
0: Yeah, because he knows. He's like, oh, we are close, bing, bing, to picking a starter. <laughs> but the players know. His little eyebrow raise, yeah. yeah. that's what I loved about that. The players could tell you, but and I'm the, not going to. And then Kalani goes, I wouldn't say we're that close, Beep beep. We like three quarterbacks because
1: I decided before the season, before camp started, that we weren't going to tell you who the quarterback was going to be until Wednesday of this week.
0: So let me ask you: Do you think it's Do you think it's gamesmanship for their opponent? Do you think that it's gamesmanship within position battles, or do you think it's what I was talking about—how they know Jaron Hall's history and the way he plays and the way he gets hit and? They've got to keep Baylor-Romney interested.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That that could be part like, of it. Like, why think,
0: else would you do this? I think
1: all of those things are coming into play here, plus the things that we talked about already as far as building confidence and feeling as though a player earned his position. But I think there's also the danger of the sort of the counterpoint to that, and that is the players know who the best quarterback is. They, they've been watching these guys, and they know. And so if you play this game in a very obvious Way at a key position, then don't they start to go you know they probably know about my position too, but they're just not saying
0: you know? so they have to keep all the other positions yeah interested. it just it
1: turns into a game, and i uh, I think game playing can be can be counterproductive, so we'll see we'll see how it turns out, but uh, it has been interesting uh, as far as keeping folks dialed in on on fall camps at both of those schools. But I think everyone has sort of reached, just like Aaron Roderick has, a point of saturation. So we got more football to talk about. We'll talk more about Utah and BYU and what's ahead. Zach Wilson had a really good preseason game. And Tyler Huntley's playing as well. But uh, I, I have a little something that might counter that optimism. Just a smidge. Coming up next on The Big Show.
0: This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Presented by Big O Tires. With the lowest price on every tire, every day. With no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires. The team you trust.
2: Hands and Scotty. (laughs) How about that? Right Right out of the the gate, gate. screwing things up. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. It's the big show. Scott Gerard alongside Gordon Monson today. Jake Scott on vacation. Band of the Day, Gordon, uh, coming via Jenny Gerard. This is my wife. If if Austin were to reach out to my lovely wife and ask what the va- what the uh, Band of the Day should be, she would immediately see Vampire Weekend. Oh, good. Her well, favorite band. Let's keep Jenny happy. Yes. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. You know, a lot of people
1: don't know this, Scotty, but you guys who... Who really do like things like play-by-play, and you do all the reads, and y- I mean, you really have a skill to put it into sort of uh, kind of a an overdrive where you don't even have to really think about what you're saying, right?
2: That's why you said, "Yes, hey, Scotty, you just get." It, it's it's not good. You get stuck with crutches, and it's but, but
1: no, no. I think it is. It's you know how many times
2: I almost said during the jazz preseason game, like this is Utah State <laughs> basketball from Learfield IMG College.
1: But I mean, that's why you can say it so fast because you haven't committed up here somewhere to yeah. some degree, yeah. And then you get programmed uh, to do it that way. How you doing, by the way? I'm doing
2: well. We have not done this in a while.
1: We haven't, Scotty. Some of my fondest memories uh, doing <laughs> shows through my. And your three three decade
2: career on radio uh, are doing shows with you. So Steve Clawkey sent out a tweet today saying that this on this day thirty years ago was his first time day on the job here in Salt Lake City for the old Kissing, and uh, and I was thinking about it. Uh, I'm you know has got me by a bit, but not much more. Yeah, because I I I work down here full time in '03, so I'm coming up on twenty years here in this market. Yeah. Yeah, and I know you got me by a little bit too. Yeah, you know, I started in the
1: uh, mid mid nineties, and so yeah, it's been but it, it's been one heck of a ride, Scotty. Sure has. If, if, when you if, when you joined up with us uh, here on the station, um, if I had told you where you would be and where we would all be twenty years from now, because radio is transitory. Everybody oh, yeah, says yeah. it's
2: transitory, right? Yeah, and yet here we are. Uh, I wouldn't have believed it. Uh, I actually, my wife and I, we moved down here to Salt Lake City in 03 to start working in here, and I got an opportunity, the old K fan, and then a year later came over and joined forces with you guys at uh, the old 1280. And I thought we said, let's give ourselves, let's give it four years. We <laughs> our, our youngest was only a year. Um, we had some housing arrangements that so we're going to make things really relatively cheap for us. We're like, look, well, let's give it four years. And if it works out, great. If not, then we'll just go get day jobs doing what we graduated. She graduated in English, was going to be a teacher, and I graduated in public relations and thought I'd work for a PR firm somewhere. And I thought that's ultimately. Working. But we said, let's give the radio thing four years, see what works, and and uh, haven't haven't really done much since. That's all <laughs> we've been stuck in it for almost twenty years. Meanwhile, now. you've bought two different houses, right? Well, not at the same time, but no, uh, no, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. uh, not.
2: Concurrently, yes.
1: Consecutively,
2: yeah. And uh, where I'm at now, I plan on dying in that home. Like that's 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 my. Well, that's a nice home. That's my place. That is a nice. The home. home's okay. The 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 location and the yard and all of that is. Movie bueno, fired yeah. up about that. Oh, uh, yeah. The home's more than okay. It's a beautiful. Uh, it's it's a it's it's a modest house. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little beyond that. That's
1: <laughs> a little beyond.
0: I that. I was going to ask though. You're not. The, you wouldn't be the first person to die in that house, right? Okay,
2: <laughs> not okay. Have I talked? Have we talked about this? I thought we had. Had we? Did someone? Die I was just in following
0: someone's Twitter account once. I know. Oh, did
2: she talk about it on Twitter? I think a couple years ago, maybe. What so, happened? My wife... Your wife thinks it's haunted. My wife thinks our house is haunted. Now, I've seen a, a couple things that could be misconstrued a little bit, but I've never gotten the like floating person <laughs> and, and conversation stuff that my wife claims to have had. Well, I'm not claiming. She hears people talking in her house all the time. And, uh, okay, here's the... Okay. Austin, you're going to give me a lot of trouble. <laughs> I believe my wife 100%. Like, I think she's dialed in on that. And so I do, like, and they're not bad ghosts. They're oh, just they, like. They like you? They're, I don't know if they like us. They're just, you know, roommates. You know, they just kind of hang out. <laughs> they're letting you share their yeah. space. But my wife, there we have a little, everybody's got, you know, the little concrete storage area, you know, uh-huh. and uh, she won't go in there. And I, and I totally respect that. And that's totally fine. But yeah, she she swears our house is haunted, and that like from day one when we moved in, she's like, "There's something, something going on here." So so Scott, it, go ahead, go ahead. But so anyway, we get kind of situated in the neighborhood, and we have probably about three or four months later, we have some neighbors that say, "Hey, let's go out to dinner." So um, my and he's he's actually my best friend now. He's he they live kind of kitty corner from us, but he grew up in the house right next to ours. And so he, he moved out. Their family moved out. He moved back in in a different house in the same neighborhood. And we were talking about the house, and my wife thinks it's haunted. And she, he goes, well, you know, your house used to be a hospice.
0: What? Oh, I didn't know this. Oh, you didn't know that? I didn't know this. I
2: was just referring to the haunted. No, talk. no, yeah. So apparently they ran a hospice out of our house, and lots of people... Probably took their last breath in our house. And, and you, you found out about this after she had yeah, had some experience. Let's just say it wasn't disclosed in the uh, in the old closing documents.
1: <laughs> they, they didn't say Casper
2: and the friendly ghost and his friends. No, no. Apparently, uh, apparently, this is where the old el- elderly in the neighborhood came to. Uh, Right off into the sunset, as the you The sick are. ward in the ward. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, so, I guess my question, uh, there's so many questions now, uh,
2: Scotty. Oh, and by the way, when my wife heard that, she's like, I knew it. I'm like, uh, you may be right now. I well, can't argue do you, that.
1: Do you need a cleansing? You, I mean, Well, they're need, fine. They're
2: like, you know, they're you chill. You don't want them to leave? They're, f- You know, I think, that, you know, the, like cats hiss every time they come near our house. So, maybe it's keeping all the wildlife away. I don't know. See, here's the thing, and, and we don't need air conditioning. It's always if, cold. If you <laughs> if you
1: hire someone to come <laughs> in or bring in some sort of spiritual power to kick them out, and it doesn't work, now you, no, you just take make them angry.
2: Yeah, you don't want to do that. Then we got the old man from Poltergeist staring down at us. You don't want any of that. You open
1: actually. the closet and there's a, a big hole there leading yeah.
2: off to who knows where. I'm like, hey, Brody, you know, be careful. Don't go into that room. There's a big tunnel th- with a light at the end of it. Stay away from it's it. It's the slab of meat
1: crawling across the counter.
2: <laughs> Kid has a clown. Joe,
1: Joe Beth Williams, by the way. Nice, oh, nice, she, yeah, nice she she work did, there. She did a good job in that. Yeah. Craig
2: T. Uh, Coach was the dad. Yeah, yeah he was.
1: Wow, Scotty, and uh, so you're not that's that's you're not thinking like scare you away, go somewhere else because of that particular.
2: No, no, I'm totally fine with it. It doesn't. Maybe you could charge more if you wanted to. Oh, really? Yeah, because think about it, it's like an attraction.
0: You could do like paranormal visits on the weekends.
2: We did have uh, somebody call in who does that stuff. Okay, and uh, so we got him on the air with on the show with me and hands, and then does what? Got my wife on. What's he do? I, I goes to houses and. I don't know. It's like a little, microphone? Like, like the Geiger Ghostbuster counter. Geiger counter thing. Uh-huh. So, I'm, But we're not going to do that.
1: We're fine. Everybody's good. Is that one of those situations where you would rather not know for sure?
2: Yes, absolutely. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Look, they mind their P's and Q's. I mind ours. We mind ours. And uh, off we go. We're good. See,
1: sometimes people have experiences where the light goes on and off or they hear a door kind of creaking a little bit. But in your case, where conversations are actually
2: being had, that personages and whatnot, yeah. now it's getting real. Well, as long as they keep those secrets themselves, you know, like, like I don't know what they've seen, but let's just stay. Let's just keep everything to yourself, and, you know, we don't need to talk about
1: it. Okay, so one time I was uh, laying in my bed, and this is when I lived in California. Did I mention that I lived in California? Once or I twice. worked at the L.A. Times. <laughs> so I was laying in bed, and— Lisa had already gotten up. She was doing something. And I rolled over so that I was facing away from the middle of the mattress. Uh-oh. And my three-year-old daughter was standing there. I mean, her face was right there. And I so I rolled over, and I'm sitting there and, You know, you sort of feel like someone is there. Oh, yeah. And I opened my eyes, and her face is right there. And I, I nearly jumped right out of bed and so I'm thinking, have you? Do you ever think about rolling over and maybe having Grandpa Jones standing there next to your bed?
2: Uh, then we would have a problem if that happened. But so far we haven't. If that does happen and we see some guy who uh, passed away in my house 50 years ago, then then we might put a for sale sign out front and throw the TV out out. But uh, that. Fortunately, it hasn't happened. But there is nothing worse. I don't, Austin, I don't know if this happened to you, but when you're waking up and you look and that kid is just staring at you and the eyes yes, like, you know, blink, 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 and you're like, what is going on? I don't feel good. <laughs> I threw up. <laughs> and then you get the whiff of what's They've, been going been breathing on. breathing on you? Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm. Well, speaking uh, of ghosts, there are probably a, some hanging around Lavelle Edwards Stadium these days, great quarterbacks
2: of the past. Well, uh, is Jaron Hall going to be the next? He's going to start the season. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Don't believe all the mumbo jumbo coming out of there. Jaron Hall's going to be your starting quarterback. As I, as as we've all been saying, that Charlie Brewer is going to be the starting quarterback uh-huh. at Utah. If you want to go up north, Logan Bonner is going to be your starting quarterback up there. You just it doesn't. Are they
1: playing the same games up there?
2: Uh, it, I mean, look, I I think that what Austin said in the first segment is true. I I think that they want to have a competition. They don't want to hand the job just right. over to somebody. They want to make them earn it. But in the back of their mind, they, they know all along how it's going to play out. I mean, nobody's going to be really surprised by the outcome of these conversations. So, so,
1: so Scotty, we've gone through when we were on your way in, we went through all the reasons that coaches do this stuff. And uh, some of them are very good reasons. What's the downside? Because we just barely bumped up against that when you came back. And, and uh, what, I mean, because players, just like Aaron Roderick said, the players know. Yeah. The players know. So do you think that that can have a detrimental impact on the
2: team? Uh, the detrimental impact is uh, you have a guy that may want to hit the transfer portal and see if he can latch on somewhere. I think that's one of the reasons why they, they try to drag this thing out as long as they possibly can. They don't. Nobody's going to announce a starting quarterback in spring anymore. You'll never see that. Because unless that guy's a returning starter and he's got that job locked down, if you've got a battle, you're going to let that go into camp. Because if you tell a guy in the end, middle of April, sorry, you, you're you not going to be our starting quarterback, he's out. He's going somewhere else. Well, that
1: wouldn't be detrimental. That would be a reason to do it this way. Well, right? I'm
2: just saying it's detrimental for your depth.
1: But, I mean, it's it wouldn't be detrimental to play the game because the game is keeping
2: him there. Oh, no, no. Engaged. Oh, I see your point. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Yeah, you're right. I just wonder
1: if, if the players call BS on it sometimes and think it's kind of a charade. I you know?
2: think they all know. And I think, what was it, Aaron Roderick mentioned in, in a cut that goes, the players know. Yeah, we
1: played it. Yeah. They know what's going on. And so then Kalani comes in after that and says, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, essentially, we're not, we're, we don't, it's too too close to call or whatever. I'm paraphrasing. But I, I just, you know, the, the players are all just shrugging, going, yeah, come on. And I, I've, I get it. They're talking to the public, not to the players. But I don't know. I I think when you start telling fibs like that, sometimes it can it can backfire on you.
2: Well, I think you bring up a really good point because the but but also too, you know, the players want want that quarterback to earn it. And I think even if the players know what direction it's going, the fact that you're letting these guys compete and leave no shadow of doubt whatsoever who the starter is or who the guy's going to be. And I think that's that's certainly helpful in that regard, that these guys know, hey, look, you know what? These battled it out, and we know without a shadow of a doubt, this is the guy. You leave no doubt in that locker room who the best quarterback is.
1: Well, and another uh, a positive for the thing is that – If those players, if there are second team guys and they're watching, they're going, well, at least these guys didn't decide beforehand, at least not publicly. They are giving everybody a chance. And so maybe that inspires everybody to work their butts off so that they can earn uh, or think that they are going to get an eye uh, for a position that they're working for. So maybe there is a positive impact across all positions.
2: Well, and Kalani Satake, I mentioned, you know, I, I remember him talking about a previous quarterback battle, and he said you know, we, we we should have made this guy work harder for the job. And we probably would have given it to him anyway, but we should have pushed him a little bit harder for the job and I, and I won't do that again. And I think so many coaches, and, and you've talked to so many coaches for so many years, like individual, it, you know, incidents whether it happened in a game 10 years ago, they get stuck in their head and they're like, that's never going to happen to me again. And so I, there may be Kalani's thinking to himself, or Kyle Whittingham said, "I am going to leave no doubt in that locker room. We're going to push. We're going to let this thing go as long as we possibly can. So we all are on the same page. This is our guy."
1: And evidence of that was last year when Zach Wilson yep. was staring right in the face, and and they're going, "Well, you we know, we're going to have to wait and see." Yeah, you know, this guy's a sec- ends up being the second pick in the NFL draft, and oh, we got to wait and see. You know, I mean, it's just. It, 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 just the way it is, like you pointed uh, out earlier.
2: That's the way coaches are doing things. But I get I get it, though. They are lying to themselves. Like, we all know who the starters are going to be. And we've known for spring ball who the starters are going to be.
1: So let me ask you about what Austin and I were talking about. When Kalani says we have three guys down here, uh, is that a lie, too?
2: Or do, you, or do you think that they have three starting quality quarterbacks in Provo? Okay, great question. And... I think yes. Like I think you've got three quarterbacks that are capable of winning games. you got Baylor Romney, who went up to Boise State and won a big game on the road. I believe that was, what, Boise State's only lost that year? That kept him out of a New Year's Six game. So he's certainly capable. Uh, we've seen what Jaron Hall can do, and I think he's going to be the starter. And then, look, we haven't seen what Conover can do, but by all accounts, the kid can really sling it, hey, and is probably the future of BYU football. So, yeah, I think they've got three dudes out there that could go out there and win a game on any given week for BYU. But right now, I think Jaron Hall's far and away the best option to win right now. What kind of luxury is that for any college Yeah, it's great. And look, Cam Rising won the job last year. And Cam Rising earned it and won it and was your starter last year. And I think that Utah believes that if anything were to happen, heaven forbid, to Charlie Brewer, that Cam Rising can step in and help win games for the University of Utah. So, I think that they're in a pretty good place right now. I was told just the other day
1: by someone that those Utah coaches really do like Cam Yeah, And it's beyond just doing the guy a favor because he worked his tail off to rehab to get back. And that's one thing, Scotty, you know from playing football, how hard it is to come back from a major injury. I mean, people just think these guys just pop back up, ready to go. It's hard. And I think we, we sort of overlook that sometimes. So
2: Cam deserves a lot of praise. Oh, a ton of praise for what he's done, and to come back because it's really easy just to shut it down if you're not where you need to be, and to shut it down if you're not uh, playing your best. And so, uh, and and you have that injury. So yeah, it's it's a problem and it's a struggle. And I totally understand if you were to just say like it's it's not my it just didn't work out my way. But he's fought and good for him. That's awesome.